from just a complete fucking football perspective, I'm tired of Jerry Jones's ass just fucking making dumb ass decisions, walking around the fucking sidelines when shit goes bad. Motherfucker, you played like half snaps at Arkansas back again the fifties. <laughs> against some dudes that had in three the, legs in the, in the t-wing yeah like calm the fuck down you don't know shit about football you haven't known shit about football for a while you're a fucking despicable human being with multiple sexual allegations and now this racial allegation racism allegation and lost children and yeah his children look like fucking they look the inbred. ones he claims yeah the the ones that are up there drinking crystal in the box with him those all those kids look like inbreds. You can't oh, I tell thought me. You said, I thought you meant Chris Style that came in a box rather than Chris Style in the luxury box. I was like, I'm thinking over here of wine in a box, and I was like, does Chris Style come in a box? No, Chris Style the champagne. No, I know. Yeah. I, I misunderstood. Have you not it. seen Cribs? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, what a weekend for Chris Style in the box. I might have to have this in my place. This week. Hello, I am Robert Stack, and you are listening to the Ask Casters Podcast. Ask Casters, Season 2, Episode 39, Football, Football, Football. We've got college season is underway, and we just got through with week one of the NFL season. Myself and Scrode will be here to walk you through all of our thoughts so far through everything that has happened in both college football and NFL, and we will also give you some of our other extracurriculars, including period pain test. Mike Babcock, Blue Blue Jackets phone situation, and other potential topics. We appreciate you joining us here on the Ask Cast. We have some more Hulk Hogan lies, too, if we want to go down that avenue. (laughs) Yes. So we will jump right in. Ask Casters, we are in Scrode's uh, dwelling today. It's just uh, myself, Andy, uh, and Scrode. Hey, and, don't forget our third member, Mango Boy. Oh, yes, Mango or, the dog. I'll have to cut that, um, Senior. Uh, Mango the dog is also here. So uh, it's it's been, I think, a couple weeks since our last podcast. Uh, we uh, do appreciate you, Askcasters, downloading uh, our last episode. We had quite a few folks reaching out and uh, downloading some of our content there. So our goal, again, is to give you uh, hopefully some stuff that uh, you're interested in and maybe some opinions that you won't find elsewhere uh, and, and hopefully make good use of your time. So let's jump right in. Um, I think logistically, if we just want to go uh, with how the weekend goes, Scrooge, I think we'll go. Let's start with college football. Uh, we just had uh, a second full week of the uh, college season. There were some great games, which we probably need to take advantage of because coming into the, the next uh, week here, there's not uh, very many good games that are going to be on the docket here. But we had Alabama, Texas. We had uh, Colorado showed out again, Notre Dame, uh, and some other people. What were your takeaways from week two of the college season? 
Texas. Texas last year gave us a like a little glimpse of what they could be. This year, I think that was a huge statement to go down to Tuscaloosa and handle Bama. Um, I don't know what Tommy Reese has going on with that offense or the quarterback situation, um, but it didn't look good. Um which is it's really nice to say that yeah. not have when it not be a Notre Dame problem. Um, Texas looked good though. Quinn Ewers he is Peyton Manning or not Peyton Manning Arch uh, Manning Arch Manning going to even start next year? I don't know. Quinn Ewers looked good. Ewers is rolling. Um, they can run the ball still. Um, they they looked great. They controlled both sides of the line. Um, the placement with Quinn, I, I, I'm going to not get off Quinn Hewers. The placement with some of his throws was elite. Um, the 40-yard pass he threw, I forgot to which receiver, no way Bama could have covered that. No way it dropped right in. It looked like Willie Mays running underneath it in center field. A fantastic throw, fantastic catch. Um, <laughs> well, part of the reason it looked like Willie Mays was running underneath it, Quinn Ewers, he, uh, he can throw a moon ball, can he? Absolutely. It looks like Russell Wilson almost, just like the, yeah, it's a, a absolute moonshot. Um, that was amazing. Um, and also Tua had a fantastic throw. It reminded me of the Ewers throw, but he did his on the run and I think he caught Tyree kill. It may have been, I don't know, but it was an amazing throw. Um, but the, yeah, the Quinn Ewers, that's the real deal. Texas is going to win. I mean, I feel I, I, I feel like it's going to be Texas or a Kansas team that wins the Big 12. Well, um, we didn't put this in the document of accountability because we've completely forgotten about that. That was your accountability. I have been unaccountable for the document of accountability. <laughs> However... I did say in the previous podcast, I believe, when we were forecasting the season, I did tell you that Texas was on my radar and that I did bet them twice. I bet them in two significant things. I've got plus money on them to win the Big 12, which is looking like a pretty solid bet. Although I will say uh, Big 12 is going to have some pretty damn good teams. Um, so there's, there is going to be some competition there. And I mean, Texas has not won a conference game yet. I mean, even as great as this Alabama win is, they have not got a conference victory, but, uh, Texas, uh, I feel good for them there. And then I've also got a plus 2,500 ticket on them to win the national title, which has already been bet down to plus 800. That's beautiful. So, uh, feeling fairly good about my position there. Now here's what Texas has. In addition to what you just said, uh, screwed with the with Quinn Hewers, they've got three main things that any elite team in college football has to have. They've got the quarterback, they've got the line play, and they've got the receivers. And all three of those were on display in Tuscaloosa. They dominated Bama on both lines, and. I think one of the things that's a little bit difficult to determine right now, I still have no feel for how good Alabama's quarterback is. Have you seen, like, Bryce Young never 
had to deal with that kind of pressure. Uh, yeah, and when Bryce Young did have to deal with pressure, his feet were good enough to either stay in the pocket and make an accurate throw um, or scramble out of the situation. Um, the quarterback play for Alabama, the feet were all over the place on Saturday. And I'm not a quarterback expert by any mean, but I know happy feet are not a good thing. And that looked... Um, I gotta get the old dog up here. That looked, um, it looked, yeah, uncomfortable and flustered, rushed, everything. Um, and not too many times have we been able to say that about an Alabama team in the last 15 years. Yeah. That they've been blown off the ball both on the offensive side and the defensive side. I believe that is the first time in the Nick Saban era that they have lost at home by double digits. So we saw something that we have not seen in the Nick Saban era. Um, I think that goes back to, I'm trying to think the last time that they lost by double digits at home. I'm with the, the number for some reason sticking out in my head is the year 2004 is the last time that they lost by double digits at home. So we're talking almost 20, 20. years. Um, so we, we are seeing – it's interesting what we're seeing in, in Alabama. Uh, I, I don't quite I, – I have no feel for how good Alabama is right now. None. How good is the SEC going to be? They're not looking – they've lost multiple non-conference games. Not looking good. LSU loses on the – was that at home or was that in Tallahassee? Uh, it was at a neutral site that was heavily Florida State. Okay. Well, they lost. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't, I mean, Georgia is going to be another team that's not really tested until the playoff? Like, No, nobody's going to test. No, I, I'd be shocked. Tennessee's the only team that I think is going to give them a game the whole the whole season. And, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate for college football that you have the most talent-loaded roster, if you're referring to it, in, in, rank, in relative to rankings – and they don't play anyone worth a fucking shit. No. So, I guess we're, I guess that's kind of an interesting thing that we can look forward to in college football is that we still, I guess, need to get a better feel for how good some of these teams really are. I mean, Georgia's going to continue to be at the top of the polls. And, I mean, we know Georgia's good, but it's going to be a while till they're really tested. Um,. I think we've I think we've got a little bit of a test now for Texas. We understand that they're legit. Some of those other teams that are up that way, uh, at least as far as the top of the rankings, Florida State has been tested uh, by LSU. Obviously, Michigan hasn't had anything yet. Um, I'm trying to think of some other teams that are in that that top ten that um, Ohio State hasn't had to play against anything yet. Penn State hasn't played anybody yet. So. Um, so anyway, that that's uh, I, I guess that's the feel for for what we got going on at least with with Texas, the hottest team, and most undeniable team in college football, which has more eyeballs on it and more dollars than any team by a mile. The Colorado Buffaloes. You know, I just want to give us credit as a podcasting entity. It was around, it was more than 365 days ago when we really brought attention 
and shown the spotlight with our gigantic listenership and multiple uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram accounts, all of it, and the PR company. When we announced the stories and we really put a spotlight on Colorado, that's when Dion finally stepped up to the plate. Mm -hmm. So really, Colorado fans, you should be thanking us. Uh, We told everyone in the country to bet against your school last year. Look what happened. You had the biggest turnaround in the transfer portal history. You have four and five star recruits coming to your door. You have your uh, a marquee name in football, a household name at, as a head coach, and you have his son as quarterback just lighting things up. Um, Travis Hunter is a athletic phenom playing both sides of the ball, running a pretty damn good routes for being a giraffe almost. Like, he is a tall dude and running some really good routes Getting down into his cuts, like... He's got a little bit of that Randy Moss gazelle thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dylan Edwards. Um, dude's, a, dude's a factor catching the ball and running the ball. Like, it's quality, quality talent down in Boulder. I was so excited to watch the Colorado-Nebraska game. So excited. <laughs> and that game went to a T how I thought it was going to go. There, the Big Ten has a reputation of keeping scores low. But I'll tell you what, when, when a team is fast at the right places, I don't care what conference you play in. Speed kills. And Colorado is just faster. Than Nebraska, and it it took all of about two seconds to know where that game was headed, and it was not going to be pretty for Nebraska. So Colorado did what they needed to do. Uh, Vegas had done everything they possibly could to move the line away and away and away to try to uh, offset the liability that they had. But at the end of the day, that line ended up closing at uh, Colorado minus two and a half, and that was not even close. Not even close. Crazy what is going on with betting right now. Now, uh, Askcasters, I I briefly mentioned in the intro that as good as week two was of college football, that week three is not going to be that great as far as the the games. uh, From a competitive standpoint, there's not a lot of games that you're going to see that are going to catch your eye. However, I am going to bring your attention Uh, to the following game here. Uh, Colorado is going to be playing Colorado State uh, as the late game. TJ, would you like to try to guess what the line is now? for Colorado's in Boulder, by the way, for this game. Colorado's 2-0, Colorado State 0-1. Would you like to try to shoot for where that line is based off of where the lines have been up to this point with Colorado? What's Colorado State's record right now? 0-1. And And I'll give you Colorado State's previous game. So Colorado State's previous game, uh, they have a loss at home, 50-24 to Washington State. And that is the same Washington State team that I believe just beat Wisconsin. So Washington State might be good. 
This is the line 14 and a half. <laughs> 21. <laughs> 23. Oh! Whoa! 23! Oh! Oh! I'm rooting for Colorado State. <laughs> Man! <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, as far as other matchups for this week, though... There's nothing. No, you have Tennessee, Florida on ESPN Saturday night. Washington versus Michigan State with their embroiled program or embattled program. Um, Kansas Kansas State plays Missouri at 11 a.m. on Saturday. That might be a good one to wake up and have your uh, coffee too. I think I'll probably take Kansas State and the, the five on that. I I yeah. They just Kansas State just ended. I believe was it the longest or second longest winning streak in the nation against Troy last week. Oh, was it? I believe Troy had the... I believe that's where Troy was at. And they had one of the best rushing attacks, I think, going into that game. So, K-State looked good in that game. Will Howard, five touchdowns. K-State looks good. Yeah. When when I was talking about my hesitation to to try to take a victory lap for uh, Texas winning the Big 12 Conference, I think the biggest thorn in that right now is K-State. Yeah, it has to be. K-State's, I mean, they're a proven program. Um, not to take anything away from KU right now. KU or, looked great again. Yeah, they absolutely did. Absolutely. But K-State's been doing this for decades. And they have a history of knocking Texas off when Texas is on top of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I'd love to see it. You'd like to see K-State knock off Texas? Absolutely. Uh I this year I don't. <laughs> just, just sorry, sorry, K State. <laughs> well, you know, gotta gotta bet with your pocketbook, not your heart. Uh, Notre Dame. Uh, you and I are both Notre Dame fans. Give us uh, your quick recap on what you've seen uh, with Notre Dame up to this point. Um, Audric Estime. They have, they seem to have a little bit more pop, and I'm not completely sold on the offense and Sam Hartman yet, but they seem to have a little bit more pop. I know they've scored almost to a school record in points in their first three games, but I when they start play when they get to Ohio State, that's that's the litmus test. Um, who do they have this week? Uh, Central Michigan. Yeah, so it will be another week or so or another weekend or so until we have a full a really good gauge on what Notre Dame's going to be whether they're going to contend to for a playoff spot or not um I yeah I I didn't see much from the defense um I don't know is the defense what what are you thinking where are they at are they are they going to hold form to last year or I I'm more concerned with what I see on the offensive side, and I'm not saying that I'm actually concerned. I guess maybe I should say that's what I'm more interested in. I, the The biggest thing that I was hoping to see this year that I believe I have seen this year is improvement at the quarterback position. And Hartman's, Hartman's been great. Like, he's efficient. You can trust him. Like, I feel that even though you look at his stats at the end of the day and you're like, okay, those are great stats, like, 
I feel he could have like done more if he wanted, you know. So uh, I, I think he'll probably. I think it's probably more of the same this week against Central Michigan. Um, I don't expect that that's going to uh, give Notre Dame much heartburn. So I really don't know how much we we learn from that game. That probably might tell you a little bit more uh, about what what we what we have on the defensive side there. And then I think I, I don't know what we've got in Ohio State. Ohio State I think is in a similar position to to Alabama that we aren't totally understanding what Ohio State and Alabama have at the quarterback position. So if that continues to be an issue, uh, that's a good thing for Notre Dame going into that game because we know, one thing we do know about Ohio State is they have great wide receivers. They have the so, best wide receiver in the nation. So if if they are if they've got somebody to distribute the ball to those wide receivers, Notre Dame's going to be in for a hell of a game when that takes place, but I don't think we know that yet. And we'll have to see how the game plan changes depending on the quarterback play. If they're going to run the ball more, which Ohio State can do, um, but it's going to be a big, big hindrance to that offense if they are not able to pass the ball. Um, Especially when you have a school like Ohio State who sometimes will even throw the ball to set up the run. Um, Not as often as other team i mean not as often as like the nfl team but they still at sometimes do set up the run by opening up things downfield um so yeah it's it'll it'll change the game leading up to it how ohio state plays and how confident the court they are at the quarterback position um maybe one of the last loose ends to tie on for college football and then we can jump into some nfl i've got one more after sure. after uh, are you going to a&m i am going to a&m well i got a couple things well, well pull up what you're gonna pull up but why is alabama always involved in some racist shit have you seen the video? <laughs> I, I don't know anything about this. So, you probably want to get the Askcasters up to speed. So, uh, Askcasters, a video was released um, of the Texas sideline celebrating uh, after or during their game as they were kind of wrapping it up against Alabama. And Alabama fans were chanting, go back to the projects, F word, not fuckers. The other F word. Uh-huh. Um, the one that rhymes with maggot? Yes. Uh-huh. So that was going on on camera. But, hey, nothing will happen. It's just another day in the SEC, right? Mm-hmm. Nick Saban, not going to say shit about it. Sure. Um. Anyway, that was just my little... I have to inform the ass casters, though. Um. We did, did we, uh, we did, we told the ass casters we found our, our Jewish heritage. You did, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm really high for a lot of these, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Texas A&M, uh, while you're pulling it up, and Andy, if you want to tag on here, while I kind of, well, Andy, we were talking about this uh, during the week, or on the weekend, I don't remember, the days just blur together anymore in this hellscape we live in, but. We were discussing the coaching situation at Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher's just not getting the job done. He's not getting the job done on two fronts. This is not a successful team. This team is not winning anything. It's not coming through in big moments, big games, nothing. The other thing they're failing on as as a esteemed 
college football program, senior, stop. The other thing they're failing on is getting players that are marquee players in the NFL. Since Miles Garrett, who has really come in from that school? And was Miles Garrett a Kevin Sumlin player? It feels that way. It feels it would be going that far back. Yeah. They should have never fucking hired Kevin Sumlin. Never fired him. Never fired him. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Now they are in how big is Jimbo's contract that they're never going to get under for, out well, of? For some reason, I, I feel like, and this was the point I was going to get into here in just a sec, I feel like Jimbo has about the same contract that Mel Tucker has, which is the same contract that Brian uh, Kelly has. It, 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 they're all like 10-year, close to $100 million contracts. So between Texas A&M and Michigan State and LSU, you've got yourself 10-year contracts, and you, you add them all up. It's $300 million between those three schools. And I think there's a debate. I, I don't even know if there's much of a debate. I think you'd make an argument for all three of them to say none of those coaches are living up to what they were expected to do. Even more so to the point for Michigan State, there's I don't there seems serious to be, allegations. Yeah, yeah, and yeah for a, an athletic program who does not need any more negative allegations, especially concerning sexual assault, sexual harassment. That is, but keep keep going. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Michigan State, what is going on? I mean, what what TJ's referencing a little bit is what's happened with that gymnastics program up there. I mean, goodness, what a what a dirty program! And I'm sure the athletic director was fired after Nadler, right? God, you would hope. I don't know the answer to that. But well, yeah, what the fuck's going on at that school? Like, if you are a parent. In the greater East Lansing area, why the fuck are you sending your kid to that school? Especially if they are an athlete. Mm-hmm. I would not trust anyone at that fucking school with my kid, my friend's kid, my dog. No, mm-hmm. absolutely not. And you're paying this guy ten million dollars. Get yeah. the fuck out of here with public funds. Public funds. I would. I would be willing to. to to make a wager i bet mel tucker's the highest paid public employee in the state absolutely absolutely it's either mel tucker or it's not harbaugh harbaugh's not making that much coin um highest public highest state So anyway, while he's looking that up, ass casters, I'm over here trying to look up uh, how many points Texas A&M. Oh, Texas A&M. Here's, here's why we're talking about Texas A&M a little bit. There, there was some discussion that as poorly as Texas A&M played last season, again, with what we think is probably a, a coach that's getting played close to $10 million a year. There was some thought that that was an anomaly, and this, this season he's going to turn it around. So, first first game of the season for Texas A&M, they come out and they score 50-plus points on, I don't know, the Sisters of the Poor or something like that. And 
who Betty Agnes was injured that game, so it really doesn't even count. Right, and uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher had her hands under her armpits the whole time. She's she, not catching any balls. She couldn't catch anything. So, Texas A&M, I threw a little coin down on you to actually uh, show up against Miami. They gave up 48 to Miami. That's who they lost to? This 48! Week? Oh. And I, I don't even know if I want to jump into the stats on that, but... My God, Jimbo, play some fucking defense. Miami's not that good this year. And hasn't that always been a staple of a Texas A&M team? Do you think back to the late 90s, especially? That they can't fucking play defense? No, can play defense. Oh, yeah, back in the day they could. Yeah, but... And then you have Miles... I, 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 don't, I don't know. Well, I, you're on a Miles Garrett thing today. So anyway, Ask Casters, I think that... I think that's about all we got for college football. TJ, you got anything else for for college? Quit paying these coaches ten million dollar contracts with taxpayer money. That's my that's my solution to solve America's woes. <laughs> so, uh, ask casters, you can tell he is a man of solutions that will never get implemented, but he tries. That's why I'm. That's why I'm uh, eternally <laughs> upset. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> On to the NFL. Week one. Uh, the man. There is so much to talk about. There were some games that were just unbelievable. But I think headline number one, unfortunately, is one we got to talk about. I don't know how much time I want to spend on this because this is, by the time this gets uh, posted, scrolled, this I don't know, it might be overkill. But we, we got to at least talk a little bit about that Aaron Rodgers situation. And I don't know if you want to dive into potential replacements or not good fits for potential replacements, but tell me your thoughts on what you saw with that Aaron Rodgers deal. Can we get ahead of it? Tom Brady's not coming back. He's not filling that position. He's fucking retired. Let the man make $30 million at Fox and fucking be divorced. Like, let him do that and kiss his kids on the mouth. I don't agree with his lifestyle, but let him live it the way he wants to live it, except for the kissing your kids on the mouth thing. That's fucking Mm -hmm. gross. He's not coming back. Getting back to the actual situation at hand. No, that's that's part of the situation. That it it is. It's like, but to the team, like to the players that actually are taking the field and are a part of the Jets organization right now. Mm -hmm. What a blow for Jets fans. One. What a blow. You get your marquee franchise proven quarterback and it didn't even get to the first quarter, did it? It didn't. They didn't get through with the first drive. I hadn't turned the game on yet. Like it was done. I imagine a lot of people hadn't turned the game on yet. Um that happens Does Joe Namath have to die? For yes. the Jets to have a good quarterback, yes. is that what has to yes. happen? He, there needs to be one of those cushioned dolls. <laughs> it has to happen. He, like, this man is running around, being a booze hound, hitting on Aaron Andrews. Or, no, was no, it Aaron Susie, Andrews, Colber. Susie Colber. Hitting on Susie Colber and selling American Family Insurance or whatever bullshit is on right before... J.G. Edwards tries to pimp their annuities. Supplemental for the old people. You know, (laughs) just he needs he needs to him and fucking uh, the diabetes man. 
Wolford Brimley, like, they just need their plots together, because that's one who I think of when I think of infomercials geared towards the elderly. And that's, I mean, I don't know what Wolford Brimley, what happened after his passing, but I have a feeling once Joe Namath passes from a destroyed liver and failing teeth and whatever is decrepit. Joe Namath could be like Keith Richards, though. Like, that guy could just, like, just keep going. He's he looks more emotional than Keith Richards. Like I, I don't think he has the stoicism that Keith Keith Richards has. Right. Keith Richards expects to live forever. Joe Namath didn't expect to make it to thirty. <laughs> I don't think Keith Richards expected to live to thirty. <laughs> I don't think he cares. Like yeah. he just he's a god. Um, speaking of which, if we have time later, we need to talk about Crossroads Demons, Richard Johnson, and rock and roll. But, okay. um, no, uh, the, the, t- the, I'm kind of, a, I mean, it, it's nice to see the Jets kind of like have some good juju flowing their way. And then this happens, which sucks. Um, however, there is a real problem in Buffalo. Uh, old Josh Allen, he needs to get some control or something. Um, just giving the ball away and... I, I don't know what I, I don't I'm, I'm sure he fixes it. He's a. Are we sure he fixes it? This isn't like somebody made the comparison this week, and I'm. I think I'm starting to steal this. Somebody made the comparison, Josh Allen to Brett Favre as the gunslinger, and man, I'm telling you, I think I'm buying in. He. He has some unbelievable throws. Both, well, obviously both of them did. But there are some head scratchers. And I don't know. I mean, they're just, I think they might. We know what Brett Favre was as a player. And he was what he was. And you always knew he was going to have one or two interceptions in a game. And you were just like, what the hell, Brett Favre? What was that? I think we're at that point in jo- I think we have, here's a stat for you. Since 2018, Josh Allen has 84 turnovers. 84. Since when? Since 2018. So, I, we have a test case. We have the evidence. I think it is what it is. <sighs> I, I what have is not he heard gonna, that. Imagine that's, if a, he, that's an amazing comparison. I'm. I'm with it. I th- imagine if he has worse receivers. What is he going to do if he doesn't have Stephon Diggs? Is he going to throw more interceptions? And the, he's had a reliable run game for the most part of it. Last year struggled, but uh, for the I, that defense as well. He he does not there. Okay, Dan Orlovsky. Say what you will about Dan Orlovsky. I love Dan Orlovsky. Okay. Dan Orlovsky was breaking down some film on on Josh Allen. Now, he's not the one that made the Brett Favre comparison, so I'm not going to give him that credit. But he was breaking down some film of of, uh, Josh Allen against uh, the Jets. I'm telling you, there are some real head scratchers in there. Like some of the throws he made, unbelievably not called for. Like rookie mistakes. And... uh... As a franchise, what do you do? I mean, you're done. You're in. 
Brett, what did what Maybe did, was it last year he re-upped his contract? Yeah, what did Green Bay do with Brett Favre? They they understood what he was. They to their credit, they had a Super Bowl, but how many did they miss out? I mean, yep. You have to think if in that 2008 season if Aaron Rodgers I don't know. Is if that 2008 season do they get the job done if it's Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers sure in the hell would not have as many turnovers. That is proven. He is. That's the anti-Favre. Proven. He is the best in the game at when there's not a play, he gets out of it, he throws it away, and fucking lives to play another down. He is the best at it. He's better than Brady. He's better than them all. He is the best at when the play is there's nothing to be had, shut it down. Can I, not not to divert us too much. But back to the situation with Aaron Rodgers going down. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm hearing all these people with their suggestions on all of these corpses that we're going to bring out of retirement to try to come in and, and fill in the shoes instead of, uh, what, who's Zach who? I can't Zach remember. Wilson. I can't even remember his last name. The BYU bad boy. The other Wilson on that team. Um, okay, so there's names like Matt Ryan... And uh, Drew Brees. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers, who has the mobility of... I mean, he's got the greatest mobility you could want for a quarterback that's his age. If he can't survive four snaps behind that offensive line for the Jets, what the hell is a statue like Matt Ryan going to do? It's going to be chaos. And, I mean, to even further your point, Tom Brady wouldn't have a prayer back there. There's no way. He had when his last year in Tampa, when they had some some flux on the offensive line, he was there wasn't anything he could do. That's what happens. And that Jets line, they as good as that team is, and they have a they have a Super Bowl good defense, and they have probably, I'd say at least playoff worthy offensive weapons at at wide out and running back, and and they used to at quarterback, but man. It was apparent, it's been apparent, and it continues to be a problem. That O-line is a super issue for the Jets. And you have to think, if you are the Miami Dolphins, this is your year to claim a... I'm totally with you. Um, two, is, two is the man. Like, let's just get that out there. That two is the man, that offense is legit... That's the team to beat in the AFC East. And they are now your betting favorite. But uh, take this for what you will, because I know you won a couple of coins on a... What was that plus money game you had that you were betting on somebody to win that nobody thought would win? Oh, the Lions Lions over the Chiefs. (laughs) So you could, if you wanted to reinvest some of those, those funds, I think you can get plus 130 now for... uh, Miami to win that division. I need to I need to have a long sit down over this weekend and decide where my betting life is going to take me. Yeah. Um. It I it, I I don't see anyone touching the Dolphins in that. And I'm saying this is might be the overreaction week one of overreactions. Buffalo doesn't. They didn't do it. Fucking. Buffalo's got a problem. They've got two problems, actually. The first one used to be their defense. 
Now they got a quarterback issue. Yeah. They they've got those problems. The Patriots they did not look good. Mac Jones threw for over 300 against the fucking Eagles. I, I don't know. You think they you I don't know. What do you what did you take away from that game? From the Eagles Patriots. That the Patriots overperformed in that game? That's yeah. And I, the Eagles underperformed for sure. And you don't see a lot of teams go into Foxborough and win, and that's what happened. Um, and the Eagles underplayed, and the Patriots overplayed. And uh, Tua Tunga Vailoa, for those who uh, wanted to know, four hundred sixty-six passing yards. He is your passing leader through Week One. Uh, he is your passing leader by more than a hundred yards over the second place. Uh, passer as far as yards are concerned and boy do we have a couple of old reliables in second and third place you want to have any guess on uh who threw for so here we got Tua threw for 466 uh but we've got quarterback x uh is in second place with 344 yards and quarterback y through for 334 you want to guess on some old reliables yeah x is gonna be um justin herbert isn't it no i'm talking old reliables oh older than that i'm talking old heads jared goff old heads think old Derek Carr. think a man that's made about as much money as any quarterback has ever made, and you would have never thought. He went to pervert you. He was a Penn State quarterback. No, the other pervert you, the one we talked about on this podcast. Which one? Michigan State. Oh, that pervert. Oh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins threw for 344. And another old reliable... Uh, here's the clue on this one. Uh, his wife has a podcast. Oh, uh, is it the, uh, is it Russ? No. Who is it? Matthew Stafford. No. No, no. There was, there was no 300 yard game for Russell Wilson. I didn't see them play. So, anyway, there's, uh, there's your yardage leaders. But the reason I popped this up was to kind of further your point on Miami. Two has got 466 passing. Tyreek Hill had 215. I mean, they the, the the combination that the Miami Dolphins have at wide receiver is stupid right now. We talked about speed kills in college. Miami's doing it in NFL right now. Yeah, uh, they're a fu- they they're one of the funnest teams to watch. I think them and maybe San Francisco's fun to watch for me. Um, the Cowboys are kind of fun to watch. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Okay. So, um, let's, why don't we just go right to where you just went? I was going to transition away from that, that Bills and Jets disaster. And I was going to move over to the first game that I watched Sunday, uh, from the comfort of my casino, uh, (laughs) 
49ers in Pittsburgh. Tell me what you thought about. Did you watch it? I watched a little bit of it. Um, the bits I did watch, Kenny Pickett's not the answer. Didn't look like it. Um, that's not that's not where it's at for them. And then CMC is going to pop up. He is popping off this year. He looked like he had a little bit extra juice in him. Um, Brandon Ayuk had two touchdowns. Two TDs um, and two snags. Like, those were quality grabs. Those were Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson grabs. Um, yeah, 49ers are going to be... That's the team to beat in the NFC. It's not the Cowboys. It's not the Eagles. It's the Niners. I think one of the things that I'm still not completely sold on, and maybe I should be by now, I'm just not totally sold on Brock Purdy yet. I want a little bit more, but man, he did everything he wanted against Pittsburgh, and he did everything he wanted towards the tail end of last season. His eyes, what he does to safeties is, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. He was destroying motherfuckers. He is the deal. I'm sold. That's the guy. Like, that's the dude. It's not Jimmy G. It's not Trey Lance. It's not Steve Mariucci or Steve Young. I mean, here's your blueprint for, your blueprint for victory right here. You got a quarterback that... Uh, this isn't the best efficiency rating in the world, but he threw, I mean, he was 19 for 29, speaking of Brock Purdy. 19 for 29, two touchdowns, no picks. That's your big thing right there. Christian McCaffrey, on top of that, gives you 22 carries for 152 and a touch. And then Brandon Ayuk was just a monster. Eight receptions, 129, and two touches. I mean... If they replicate anything close to that for the rest of the season, get the fuck out of the way. Well, and how many points did Brock Purdy have to score to win? That game was over in like two minutes. They Pittsburgh was shut out, right? They they got a garbage seven, but yeah, they, it was thirty to seven. I I I didn't. I thought it was thirty zero. Um, I didn't see that touchdown. That's that was like. And can let me. Hey, Pittsburgh, you want to help your second-year quarterback? You ever want to fucking hand the ball off to Najee Harris? My God. Six carries. Is he hurt? What is going on He's with his He's perfectly healthy. They, they thought when they drafted him as a rookie that he was going to eat carries. They were talking like 300 carries a season. I, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know what they're doing. My my guess would be, did he he played four years in Bama, right? Ah, uh, that I don't know. My guess is, and I don't know, but my guess is that body has just fucking played too much football. Fuck. Uh, I mean, I get it to a certain degree, Pittsburgh. You were down in that game early, but you have ten carries in the game. Get out of here. That's Mike Tomlin on week one at home. It's not a very Mike Tomlin team. Nah, 
my goodness. So I guess Kenny Pickett watch. Goodness. Let's watch him for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, are they going to get to the point? Is Tom, is Tomlin going to have his first losing season? Or was that last year? He never had it. He still hasn't had it. Was he like five? Like... He somehow snuck it out last year. So I was... I was not. I, I am not convinced on Kenny Pickett, and I hate to say that after Week One's performance because it sounds like I am just basing that off of what I saw last week. I was not convinced last year that Kenny Pickett was the solution, but the I guess Ask Casters. Hopefully, one of the takeaways that you can take from us is that we do try to think a little bit independently here. I I just didn't understand all the hype for Pittsburgh being suggested as a playoff team. And I, I didn't. I didn't get it. Are we just enamored as a country and as sports fans with the Golden Black? Because they no. I'm with you. I did not see them competing at all for the AFC North. What is like? They have not really shit. Like defense is good. J, TJ or J, TJ? That's TJ. TJ Watt is One still of the Watt brothers. Yeah, he's still a, a man child, but. And I mean, they have a yeah, they have uh, Fitzpatrick. Is that who I'm thinking of in the secondary? The uh, kid from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, he's there. Yeah, the defense is stout, but when you don't play complimentary football, it doesn't mean shit. Especially like you said, they ran a total of ten times. Ten. I don't care. You still, if you're losing by thirty, you still need to run the ball at times. Like you have to have some honesty in your offense. And Kenny Pickett, I don't have the line in front of me anymore, but I think Kenny Pickett threw over 50 times in that game. 46. I mean, help your if you want your second-year quarterback to be successful, um, preferably don't have him drop back for 46 passes when the, the defense knows you're not running. That's difficult to beat. Yeah, like, what are, like you are going to kill this kid's confidence even more. And he, I'm sorry, he does not look like the same dude that came in at the at the beginning of last year. Okay, so those are our thoughts on Kenny Pickett. So let's move on to the other game that was the first uh, game on Sunday, if you were just watching standard TV with all the fun uh, red ticket. or what, what do they even call that now? Red zone. Red zone. <laughs> red ticket. What's the other one? Isn't there like a ticket pack? The red scare. There's the red badge of courage. <laughs> The Scarlet Letter. <laughs> the Hunt for Red October. The Hunt for Red October. Damn it. Okay. Red Dawn. What was the guy from that 70s show, Red something? Red. Just Red. And then there, red was, Foreman. A, then there was a Red Fox. Red Fox. Red uh, Fox. Uh, any other Reds? There was Cincinnati the, Reds. The Cincinnati Reds. There was the Red Herring from the Scooby-Doo uh, little kid comic that mm-hmm. came out in the 90s. Or not comic, uh, television show. Mm-hmm. And they always blamed him for shit. And then like it never ended up being him. Any other Reds that we can think of? Clifford the Big Red Dog. That's another Red. Any more? That's a pretty good run. That's all I, I got. Like that. yeah. That's a good run. Uh, so anyway, uh, Bengals versus Browns. Uh, as I was watching uh, the 49ers destroy Pittsburgh and decided to look for other options, and at this point I'm leaving the casino. Uh, what I, time is this? About 1.30 in the afternoon. Uh, oh my God. Okay. I, I know. It was a mess. 
so I did. I, I migrated over to uh, Bengals versus Browns, fully expecting to see uh, Joe Burrow putting up some points. Nope. Did you watch any of this one? Yeah, um, I, my first round draft pick in my uh, my uh, other league was Jamar Chase, and my I was the well, yeah, my second pick was Joe Burrow. Um, so I lost heavily this weekend. Man. Um, and I was invested in that game. Oh, you threw down? No, I, I mean, I was invested as far as my interest level. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, the, I don't... There were, like, the Bengals, the Chiefs... Um, Bills? The Bills. Even if you want to throw in the Eagles' shitty performance, like, there uh, were a lot of... some Giants in there. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh-huh. But I mean the Giants they're not a good team. There were some there were some eggs. There were some stinky eggs. You know what what makes me really scared moving into this weekend and we haven't even talked about the the games coming up. I did well gambling this weekend, but I don't know if I've got any recommendations for the Askasters coming up this weekend because NFL stands for not for long, man. And I'm telling you, I just can't imagine duplicate performances of a lot of what we saw in week one Bengals Bengals aren't gonna throw an egg down and i i would imagine burrow's gonna throw for more than 82 yards this week so i don't see that happening giants getting just pummeled by dallas we'll get there in a minute but okay so cincinnati what what do we chalk that up to what do we chalk up did cincinnati is that a one-timer? Burrow had an injury, so he didn't get any preseason. I'm, is Cleveland good on defense? What what was that? I think Cleveland's good on defense, and the offense, <coughs> the, the offense for <coughs> Mango, the offense for the off. <coughs> Mango, please stop. Do you want to go night-night? No. Do you want to go night-night? Here, I got it. Um. Alright, so. Three, two, one. So what, what do we chalk that up to? What do we chalk that up to? Did Cincinnati just lay an egg, or is Cleveland's defense maybe good? Cleveland's defense is good. Don't get us wrong there. Cincinnati laid an egg. Two things can be true. Um, it was a collective effort. I don't see Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow being closed out for that long. Um, so if I were going to take an anytime touchdown next week... Joe, or not Joe Burrow, but Jamar Chase, I would, I would put my bottom dollar on that one to happen. Um, Joe Burrow, who are they playing? I don't even know who they're playing. I'm saying this shit. Um, uh, they get the Ravens. I'll still take it. I'll still take it. Um, uh, and since he's at home on that one, Cincinnati a three and a half point line. Cincinnati's your favorite. Ooh. I won't touch that game. 
However, I do like your thought on some of those anytime touchdowns. I do like those. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking for an anytime touchdown. But, um, yeah, I think that was a complete egg by them. Um, Buffalo stands to win against your Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the AFC West leaders, by the way. <laughs> Just like we all thought. Fuck me, man. I quit. <laughs> so, God, is that true? It's true. Did anyone win except for the Raiders? And we got one in division. Jesus, tap dancing Christ. Okay, so that happened. Um, thank God it's only week one. Can I get you back to one other thing here? Well, let me let me just uh, let me tie a quick bow on that Cincy Cleveland game. I think you and I are on opposite sides of this. I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a fairly good comeback season this season. Um. He, he did get the win on this one. Uh, stat line on this, not not great. Uh, Deshaun Watson goes 16 for 29 for 154 yards. A touchdown, a pick, QBR of 50, excuse me, of 65. So not a great line from him. Not good at all. <clears throat> Just getting my spectacles, sir. Uh-huh. Um, no, not a good line. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. And maybe I'm thinking. I, I don't know. I just. I don't. I don't think he's going to do well. Uh, that's a long time to be out of football. And you also have 53 other dudes, 52 other dudes in a locker room who all look at you a different way now because of 20, what, 23, 24 fucking I accounts? Think they got up to like 27. Yeah, like. I'm sorry, but you can't have that shit in the locker room, and the Browns are just eating that con. Like that's all it is. They're gonna they're gonna let him play out that contract, and then it'll be done. They will not win an AFC fucking North championship. They will continue to gather draft picks, and probably trade them away for fucking nothing. Deshaun Watsons and. Johnny Manziel's and I don't know. Uh, what's the next game you want to talk about? Next, um, <clears throat> you want to talk about your Cowboys just blowing away the G-men? You, 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 you can start us. I don't, I don't have anything to say about. It. I didn't watch it. So that was another game. Um, settled in, got ready to watch it. And I was making a hamburger. Uh-huh. So I wasn't really watching it. I was just making my hamburger. Turned the television on. It was 19 to 0. And how far in the game were we? Yeah, how? Not even halfway through the first quarter, I think. Something, I mean. Ouch. They had seven sacks. Fantastic. That's really good. I, I... It's the G-men. Like, I'm not... Everyone's blowing this way out of proportion. You still have a quarterback who threw an astronomical amount of interceptions last year. You... I I don't know. Um, I'm not buying it yet. I I think I am. Well, how much are you buying? That they go to the playoffs, win a game, and get bounced? Uh... I would say I would feel 
I'd say they're a top three team in the NFC. Eagles are better. Niners are better. Those are my two. Um, I think you're number three. God, the NFC sucks. NFC is brutal. NFC is not good. Um, even so, so if they get into Wild Card Weekend, win a game, they're gonna play the one or the two seed. You're getting in as a wild card. If you that's what I'm saying. If you can't get in as a well, okay, let me say this: you're getting in is as at least a wild card. If you can't, I mean, if they can't get in as a wild card this year in the NFC, shame on them. But they will. That that division, I mean, the conference sucks. The NFC is awful. The NFC South isn't even a division. Like that's it's bad. It's a developmental league right now. Mm-hmm. But although they had a good week, <laughs> they did. <laughs> I didn't watch any of that shit. They did. They had a good week. And I didn't have those channels. Uh, okay. Uh, one, one other thing I'll probably mention. We can talk about some other things if we need to. I, I did make mention, uh, I think it was on my final thoughts last podcast that I think all of our first round draft picks for, uh, quarterbacks are going to be bust. Uh, they at least went 0 for 3, uh, this week. Uh, Bryce Young did look. Bryce Young did look very good. Um, you know who was actually not too terrible? Anthony Richardson. He apparently. I didn't watch. I did see the highlights of the game where the um, not Indianapolis, but um, fuck, who'd they play again? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Jacksonville was trying to lose that game and they doing did. and trying not to cover, which freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, they tried to they, they they did their best to lose that game. Um and Anthony Richardson played well. Um he got he had he had a good stat line. Um uh, I don't know if you want to pull it up, but Jackson that was a close game throughout. Um I felt um I bet that game the most heavily of anything that I put on that whole week thinking that uh, Jacksonville was going to clear that three and a half point line pretty quick, like pretty easily. Boy, that thing was in doubt late, and it took uh, Anthony Richardson actually got knocked out of that game at the very end. And guess who had to come in and lose the game for Indy at the end? Our good old friend Gardner Minshew. Oh, I'm so glad he's in the league. <laughs> oh, Comes I'm in. so good. I knew so as glad. soon. I knew as soon as Gardner Minshew came in, Jacksonville was going to cover that game. But uh, yeah, any. I mean, I still think uh, Indianapolis is going to have a really, really rough season. And obviously, we, we it, just in one game, uh, Indy's already getting Richardson knocked out of the game. So it could be a long season for him. But I think as far as the stat line, he he overperformed. He. Had a rushing touchdown. I know uh, that was his first touchdown, their first touchdown in the game. He ran one in, um, and then they, they kind of hung in there for a little bit. But yeah, um, I'm I'm glad that Jeff Saturday is no longer coaching on Sundays. Let that man rest. Mm-hmm. He's been an ambassador for your fucking program, Jim Ears. Like I I don't un- I don't under that's another organization. 
that I just wonder, like, what the fuck goes on? Like, Jim Irsay gets an owner basically ousted out of the league, but we all still hate him. And I, I would say this one more time. For anybody considering Matt Ryan to go play quarterback in the New York Jet area, please remember, <laughs> please remember what we saw when Matt Ryan was in Indianapolis Colt last season. It was brutal. That, but here's Please a, let's not do that again. Here's another instance, though, where you put your first-year quarterback in a situation. Do you know how many fucking balls... Anthony Richardson threw this this past Sunday. I don't. 37. Way too many for him. You know who was just... All he had to do was pay the man. You know who was in your locker room four months ago? I think Jonathan Taylor would have been pretty happy to take off some of that workload. Yes. The 90s heartthrob, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Mm-hmm. Just gone. Just on the pup list... Not doing shit. You know who would really like Jonathan Taylor Thomas in their locker room and in their backfield? Who's that? Jim Irsay? Anthony Richardson. (laughs) That's who would like it. Your fucking franchise whatever quarterback. Who's not... He's not going to be a franchise quarterback, but help the man out. Man. Uh, Okay, so any other games that you want to highlight from week one in the NFL, and then I think we need to probably fast forward into what's coming up this week. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to highlight was uh, Jake Funk had um, he had two rushing attempts. And who is Jake Funk? I don't know, but his last name is Funk. So, oh. You know, that's, that's all I really had. That makes sense. Um Games coming up this weekend. We have Thursday night Vikings and Eagles. I think this game is going to be closer than than most think. Where is it at? The it's, line it's, it's, is it in Philly? It's in Philly. The line six. Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot of points. Um, the line six. Kirk Cousins just threw for four three three forty four. Justin Jefferson did his thing for nine receptions and 150 yards last week. Um, they were a playoff team last year. So I think that one's going to be closer. And by the way, have you watched any of the quarterback series on Netflix? I have not. Um, I love Kirk Cousins. That Everybody man, loves Kirk Cousins. That man I did not like for the longest time, and I just thought, like, he's a dick. I don't know. I just... He was a dick. He was a Washington Generals quarterback. Washington Generals, yes, the basketball team. Oh, shit. What's it? <laughs> Real close. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins as the Washington Generals quarterback did really good against the Harlem Globetrotters. He, he couldn't fucking hold Curly, man. <laughs> he couldn't hold him off the dribble. And then Larry and Moe came in, and it was just a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, but Metal Arc Lemon. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, no. The... Lynette Woodard dunked the ball that game. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yes, the Washington Commanders. There we go. There we go. The Washington Commanders 
He was a he was a Washington Commanders quarterback. Wow, oh, that threw me. That was wow. through through us for a loop. I was waiting for you to say Washington Commanders point guard or Guardians. There, Washington yes, Guardians. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what a racist town. But anyway, um, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. I I loved him. He had a he had an old 1988 brown va- Astrovan. Oh, and you know we drove around in that shit when we were little. Until Sharon crushed one. No, we sold that. She, no. she that was the caravan. That was oh, a Dodge Caravan. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. that was an eighties model mm-hmm. or late eight, early eighties. But um, by the way, vans, vans in the eighties and nineties. What's up with that fake wood vinyl strip on the outside? Was that really needed? I don't know who. I don't know who that was for. You know who I had? Who probably had a lot of that. Dennis Rader. I bet Dennis Rader had a lot of vinyl in his house. <laughs> Dennis Rader, caravan driver. <laughs> well, that fits the fits the bill, man. <laughs> he has a sprinter. <laughs> BTK, the K's for caravan. <laughs> Who spells this? Big tall caravans. <laughs> Shout out to Phil Hendry. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Phil Hendry. Uh, sure. No, he had a caravan. He had his wife dresses him, which I don't know. I don't know how. I don't he... know about all that. Oh, I love it. I'm sorry, but as long as I'm comfortable, like I've I've gone through the transmit transition, not the transmission. I've had. No, that's on the caravan. Javier has bought me clothes, uh-huh. and I love it. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It makes things so much easier. Because I just want to feel comfortable. Like, that's all I care about. As long as my balls are not radiating. She buys you clothes that you haven't tried on? Well, yeah, we don't go in public. We just order them online. So they get delivered here. You haven't tried them on. Then you try them on here. And And they they... fit. What if they don't fit? I have a pretty, like, my body's pretty average. Oh. Like, I'm weighing in at, like, 185 now. Six foot. Like the kids call you mid- are you, do you have a mid bod? I don't. I don't know. I hope the kids aren't saying anything about my bod. <laughs> um, you fucking creep. Oh, sorry, sorry. Well, <laughs> Jerry Nadler over here. <laughs> yes, I'm a Michigan State <laughs> child. Hey, buddy. Um, but I, I, Kirk Cousins. I'm rooting for him. I, 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 I love him. That he bet on himself. Um, I thought that was a cool thing when he did it, and it's cool now. He's made a lot of money. Yeah, he... So, Kirk Cousins, credit to you, man. I like him. I'm going to root for the uh, Vikings in that game. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm not touching that game. Uh, I I'm, I really think Philadelphia is going to be really, really good this season. I think their defense is going to be better than last season. I think they're already down one of their linebackers. I think they just lost... Uh, Oh, his name escapes me at the moment, but uh, I think they're down at least a linebacker in that game. Um, the the thing that I just don't like this week, like I said, everybody had such a weird performance in week one that I think the lines are off in week two, and so I just don't I don't have confidence in but, anything I'm seeing. But this happens every year. This happens every year. 40 to 0 at home does not happen every year in primetime. That does not happen. 
not every year in prime time, but like it happens every year whether you're like there's some there are some different definite aberrations as far as scores go and who's performing how. Uh, what other games are on your radar here? We've talked Vikings Eagles. Um, you apparently have more confidence in that game than I do. Packers Falcons. Um, that's a I one and give a me Packers. And it's a they they're a one point favorite. I'm gonna take that all day. You're taking Packers. Oh yeah. I'm taking. Um, I I'm a little worried that Aaron Jones did. What was the extent of his injury, by the way? Was that an Achilles tear? No. No. I I don't know what it was. Um. Maybe I'm thinking of who had the other Achilles tear. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> that second, uh, second brownie's coming coming in. Uh-huh. Um, okay, uh, this moment is for three chai. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. Can you refresh my memory? Uh, just trying to figure out what games coming up in the NFL here this week are on your radar. Oh yes, I'm. I, I I will love. I can't wait to watch Bengals Ravens. That's, That's gonna, gonna be, be good. Great. That's gonna be an awesome game to watch. By the way, I'm gonna make a quick comment on Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is gonna be a boss. He's the real deal. That dude is so fucking fast. He is going to fit in perfectly for what Baltimore does. On God, offense. he's quick. You know who? Uh, you know who Baltimore just called up off the practice squad because J.K. Dobbins got. Uh, Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon mm-hmm. sitting there on your practice squad. Yeah, he got kicked. Not kicked, but he was removed from the 53-man roster. And then after the old J.K. Dobbins, he got he got, he got got called up, man. Um, Seahawks and Lions. I know not everyone... Not everyone's going to be tuned into that game. I think that one is going to be fun. Uh, I would... I'm not, I don't know what happened to Seattle last weekend. What did happen to Seattle last weekend? They got their teeth kicked in by the Rams. And Matthew Stafford apparently looked like a a boss again. Did he have work done? Uh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) He is in L.A. I mean, but here's, here's my problem, I think, with that game. The Lions by five and a half. They Jared Goff was efficient against the Chiefs, but the Lions offense only scored fourteen points against the Chiefs. That they they had a they had a pick six, which accounted for the other one. So Jared Goff didn't blow the doors off. David Montgomery looked good though. Yeah. They had I mean John, uh, not Jonathan Swift. Um, what's his name? Swift from the Eagles. Um, I forget. But Swift for the Eagles, who played for the Lions last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he had a really good, um, really good season for the Lions, and with Jamal Williams, and then, um. Yeah, Montgomery came in and played, added a different dimension to the offense. Um, 21 carries, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Um, so I, I think they'll have that going for them. They have a great offensive line. 
So I yeah I I I'm gonna take the Lions on that one. So okay, quick stat. This is since we were talking about Seattle, I started looking up the stats as to what took place in that Seattle L.A. Rams game. So we were talking about how to help your quarterback out with running the football. L.A. ran the football 40 times against Seattle last week and put up 30 points. And Stafford in that same game threw for 334. There's a blueprint for victory right there. You want to try to duplicate that, somebody? Is that not refreshing? Jesus. Is that not refreshing to see Mike McVay or yeah, McVay um, go from throwing the ball all around the playground to acknowledging he has an aging quarterback with a debilitated arm. But he still threw 38 times. But still, he the game plan was obviously to run the ball. And when you run the ball, you're going to have more throwing attempts just because you're going to have the ball more. I mean, and just And just as everybody predicted, the L.A. Rams uh, leading wide receiver in that game, uh, everyone's uh, first on their radar, Puka Nakua, with 10 receptions for 119 yards. Well, they, <laughs> that's an awesome name. I like do like that. Uh, the big, well, sh- I, I guess the big... Um, the big standout for me, if you're a fantasy football player, Kyron Williams, fifth round draft pick out of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. was a workhorse for him, reliable between the tackles and out of the backfield receiving the ball, 15 carries and two touchdowns. Cam Akers has been an aging running back in that backfield, and then the other one, the only other person to be charged with a carry... It was Matthew Stafford. Charged with a carry. Charged or yes, counted. A, yes, a carry of a felony, a firearm. What are we carrying today? He, yeah, it was a, and he committed two arsony throws. Two um, arsony throws. Yeah, he just threw the Molotov cocktail to the perfect spot to only where his uh, window would receive it. Um, here's a line that might have been over, overcompensated for. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who somehow won a game, last week with Baker Mayfield of all people uh, Tampa Bay is at home against the Bears and Tampa Bay is a two and a half point favorite against the Bears now if the Bears are supposed to be better can't they beat Tampa Bay no God, the Bears are a fucking that's a piss puddle of a different sort um no, I have no faith in the Bears. Do you? I think I kind of, in that game? In that I, game, I do, but uh, the, the, I total, think I no. do. Oh. I think I'm going to adjust the line to three and a half, and I think I'm going to bet the Bears. Give me the field goal. I'll take it. I'll probably bet the under in that game. I imagine the fucking overrun in that game is like 40. 41. Yep. Um, Chiefs, Jags. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a game, by the way. Yeah, the Jaguars have played the Chiefs very tight in the last two years. Trevor Lawrence is just getting better and better. That Jaguars team is one that is ready to win now. I know. Um, who do you have? The Chiefs are a three and a half point favorite. The... If, I, if I had to bet that game, I'd bet the Jaguars. Because isn't that in Jacksonville? In Jacksonville. 
Uh, and I would, I feel stupid that I didn't do this. This is one bet that I didn't make before the season. But fuck, Calvin Ridley is just going to eat people alive in that fucking offense. Absolutely. He went off in game one. He's going to continue to be a target monster for them. And, oh, Jacksonville's going to be good. ETN had 18 carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Calvin Ridley, eight receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. The one thing that scares the piss out of me with Jacksonville, that offensive line is pretty weak. They've got some issues on that line. But Trevor Lawrence is able... He, I mean, you don't want your franchise quarterback, obviously, to... We just went through this with Aaron Rodgers a week ago. We don't want to do it again. Um, but it's there. He, if needed, it's there. God, they get, they need to clean that up. You know, it's a... Sorry. No, I mean, if I think they legitimately have a chance. I think they've got the capability, if they clean that line play up, I think they're like AFC championship game good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not going to... I don't see them having any issues uh, getting through their, their division. Tennessee continues to be Tennessee. Tennessee, I think, had five field goals this weekend in their game. And they're just going to continue to get in fucking rock fights with people that they're they're just not conference winning good in, in Tennessee. And then we know the rest of that division's terrible. So Jacksonville should clear that 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 hurdle of winning their division with no problem. And then I we saw what happened with Jacksonville in the playoffs last year. They can if you want to if we need to get into a, a a match where somebody needs to outscore another team. All right, Brandon Staley, let's go do it. You're the defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. All right, I'm gonna go throw thirty plus on you. Yeah, they they are a team that's. Prime to win. We kind of discussed it in one or two episodes ago. Um, we are both extremely high on the Jaguars to have 13 wins um, around there. 13, I'm saying 13. Uh, I think I found my one bet. Oh, I have two bets. I think I just found one. Miami is a three-point favorite Sunday night at New England. Ooh, does Belichick lose two at home, one in prime time? And two at home, yeah. I think I want to take Dolphins on that. Patriots are not outscoring the Dolphins. I don't see that happening. And I don't see, I mean, Bill Belichick is a hell of a coach, and he does take away your best weapon. Okay, take away Tyree Kill. And then Jalen Waddle's going to eat him alive. Absolutely. And in the previous matchups, when uh, Belichick has gone against Tyree Kill, Tyree Kill's still done his thing, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, yeah, that's a, I'm going to take the Dolphins as well. And then I will also, it looks like... What a bunch of shit on Monday night, though. I I disagree. I'm going to take the Saints over the Panthers. I get three points with the Saints. Saints are going to win that game. And then the Browns and Cleveland. Or although I have one question, <laughs> I do have I do have one question about the Saints, though. I think uh, my good old friend, the Olive Chris Olave, I think he left that game with some type of like a potential concussion. 
Cool. Um, I have not checked on his injury status, so I don't know if the olive is going to be back in there. I got you, boo. I would like to know if he's healthy. Um, also refreshing to see for the Saints last that last week. Uh, who is it, Mike Williams? Yes. He uh, uh, he had a. I mean, he had a decent. You mean style. Mike Thomas? Mike Thomas. That's what I'm thinking of. That was Michael Williams. Just he passed. One of the oh, yeah, he yeah. passed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Thomas had like four catches for sixty yards. That was refreshing to see. He and did, then Rashid Rashid Shahid had fucking uh, he had a game too. Um, Is he a saint? Yeah. Rashid, ugh. Let me let me find where he, let me find his stat line. I don't think I know Rashid Shahid. He. Um, yeah, he had 89 yards, a 41-yard long one, and he did fumble the ball, but yeah. What a baby. Pretty. And then what were you saying about Monday night? I, I heard you cringe when you saw Brown Steelers. No one wants to watch that shit. I do. Fuck. Are you kidding That's me? That's going to be so, like, Kenny Pickett is going to get brutalized. I hope. <laughs> Like, absolutely. <laughs> he, I mean. Steelers get... start 0-2? Hell yeah. I'm up for it. I'm good with it, but that's going to be a murder. Problem is, God, I just don't, based off of what we just saw with Cleveland, we, ugh, are the Browns going to be able to score points in that deal? Ugh. Ugh. I mean, don't you believe in your boy? Not yet. Okay. He might need a whole season. Okay. Uh, so, anything else NFL-wise before we maybe transition to things that are completely unrelated to sports? Um, yes. The ownership for the Bills and the Cowboys um, allegations are saying they have said some horrendous things. Um... Is this I, that Pagula guy? Pagula, yeah, and Jerry Jones. Um, I think Pagula said something to the effect of if like black players don't like how they're being treated, they need to go back to Africa. That was oh, the nice. allegation. Um, I, Jerry Jones said something. I don't know if it was back to Africa, but it was a similar effect. Um, if the players, if the African American players don't like how they're being treated, yada yada yada. I hope to God those two are removed. I hope to God they are. We have seen this with the Colin Kaepernick shit. We saw it with the head, the old head coach of the Dolphins, Phoenix Suns. Well, I, I'm specifically with the NFL. Oh, okay. But with the Phoenix Suns, yes. But specifically with the NFL, um, there is coercion. Like, I mean, I don't know if coercion is the right word, but they've obviously settled out of court on multiple occasions for the same allegation. Uh, I probably wouldn't put too much into settling out of court for that kind of stuff. I, shit. I absolutely would. I, I, that, that's the whole re- they they the Kaepernick had him dead to rights, 
So did the, uh, I can't think of his name. The coach for Miami had him dead to rights. Uh, that's why they're getting paid out. They, the NFL knows it is going to be a PR nightmare if what is actually being said gets out, and now you're hearing this from Pagula and Jerry Jones. We already saw Snyder get axed. We've seen the old, the owner for the, uh, for fucking the Suns. Mm-hmm. He's gone now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the shithead who used to own the Clippers. Clippers. Can we get these fuckers out? Like, I, I, I mean, come on, like, yeah. I, I don't know. If it's, uh, it pisses me off. And honestly, I mean, not honestly, but from just a complete fucking football perspective, I'm tired of Jerry Jones's ass just fucking making dumb ass decisions, walking around the fucking sidelines when shit goes bad. Motherfucker, you played like half snaps at Arkansas back again the fifties <laughs> against some dudes that had in three the, legs in the T wing. Yeah, like calm the fuck down. You don't know shit about football. You haven't known shit about football for a while. You're a fucking despicable human being with multiple sexual allegations and now this racial allegation or racism allegation. And lost children. And, yeah, his children look like fucking... They look The inbred. ones he claims. Yeah, the, the ones that are up there drinking Cristal in the box with him, those all those kids look like inbreds. You can't oh, I tell thought me... You said, I thought you meant Cristal that came in a box rather than Cristal in the luxury box. I was like, I'm thinking over here of wine in a box, and I was like... Does Crystal come in a box? No, Crystal the champagne. No, I know, yeah. I, I misunderstood. Have you not it. seen Cribs? <laughs> I was going to say, what a weekend for Crystal in the box. I might have to have this in my place this weekend. Some Franzia and Crystal in a box. Man, fuck that mess. Um, I'd have three boxes in my refrigerator this weekend. I'd have Franzia. I'd have a Papa John's garlic stuffed crust pizza. And a 12-pack of Mountain Dew. No! And then Chris Dow in a box. <laughs> Duh. That's how bad the economy is. Chris Dow is being sold in a box. Thank made, you. Made, made in China. Thank you, inflation. Uh-huh. Um, goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope those shitheads are removed. I, And, you know, I got to the point... I don't know if it's my old age. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the golf anymore. I don't watch the PGA. You are getting in the old age when you call it the golf. I well, fuck off. Like I don't call it, or I don't watch the. I don't watch golf because <laughs> that shit is fucking corrupt as fuck. And I don't like. I'd rather go play golf. Like I'm not gonna spend my time giving these fuckers money and my viewing dollars. Or by my, the way, we need to go hit the simulator pretty soon. Yes, we talked about that at Shawi's birthday. Um, do you want to go play real golf on a Saturday morning when it's nice? Because oh. it's been super fucking nice. Eesh. Yeah, you do. I'll get back with you. Okay. Um, anyhow. Um, this moment has been brought to you by 3Chi. I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, you were running down some rabbit hole of hating owners and... Oh, I don't know. Um, I hope Jerry Jones, like... I, I Just for the sake of me wanting to watch a team that wins, I hope he's gone. But also, I hope he's gone because he's a piece of shit. There you go. Um, 
the okay i'm done with football i'm all right move on do you want to talk about mike babcock and i want to ask your opinion on this what so mike tell me so i'm glad you haven't heard any of the media speculation or any of that other shit Mm-mm. so mike babcock apparently has a history of asking players to show their pictures in their phones mm-hmm. and he has asked several players say hey can you put your phone on the apple whatever it is that plays music and shows your phone reel and oh, some players are like no this is my fucking phone i don't want you like no that's inappropriate um I, what were your, what are your thoughts i mean if it's a personal phone fuck no business phone exactly. you can have it all day long exactly that's like and i'm surprised like i don't understand how mike babcock is not that old i mean he's not old enough to where he doesn't understand phones and personal privacy <laughs> and and, <laughs> and sensitive information and keeping your family safe like Get the fuck out of here. And, I mean, multiple players have come out and said that he has made them feel uncomfortable and he crosses a barrier. Except that you've crossed the barrier and fucking do better. Like, I, like, multi, like, it's been coming out of, like, multiple corners. Fuck that guy. But I just wanted to get your, because, yeah, I don't, like, if, if I went to work and they're like, hey, but your phone, your personal phone, no, I'm not going to do that. Hell no. Oh, I, so that was the, that was the one thing, um, or one of the things we also have Adam Wainwright playing a farewell concert in Bushfield. Adam Wainwright is going to try like hell. He's at 199 wins and he's got three more starts. He's going to try like hell to get 200. <laughs> he's sitting at two, he, 299. He, no, he just got 199. Oh, one. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. 199. And he, damn. Mm-hmm. He's got three more starts. He's forty-two, and uh, and been pitching like absolute garbage this year. By the way, he's one of the fifteen thousand reasons that the Cardinals are going to finish twenty games back in the Central. I saw that they're, they're terrible, just not good, not good at all. Um, so I, I what is, do you know what Adam Wainwright like? What his genre of music is? No. It's got to be some white boy shit. Uh, I imagine he's not coming out there rapping. That would be great, though. That would like, be. If he was dropping some Missy Elliott bars, that would be good. That would be good. Uh, da, da, da. It makes me. There was like a Reese's commercial that I think had a Missy Elliott lyrics behind it. But I think, I'm trying to remember what it was. And I was like, if they actually knew what these lyrics meant, they probably wouldn't play this. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. I remember that happening with Rose or not Roseanne, Rosie O'Donnell in like the late '90s, early 2000s, or whenever Nelly came out with uh, "Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Puff," pass it to. She didn't know what any of that shit meant, so she was seeing it on air, and I guess got a bunch of fucking like, "Oh, you fucking advocate first," and she didn't even know it. She didn't know what the fuck she was saying. Hollywood. That's another. Do you want to touch on? Have you heard the Danny Masterson shit? Yeah, I fucking hate uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Yeah, I yeah, 
fucking I, Hollywood pricks. And like everyone was like, why Topher Grace is a dick. Topher Grace won't hang out with the rest of the cast. Well, now we know why Topher Grace did not hang out with the rest of the cast. No shit. Like, fuck those people. <laughs> Hollywood's a weird place, man. I don't get it. Like, I just don't. I I don't either. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like some deals have been made with the devil down at the crossroads, mm-hmm. sung by Mr. Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. Did not know that was referring to a deal with the devil... And I guess the guys, this was on a podcast I was listening to, uh, it's called uh, Metaphysical, I think. Metaphysical? I don't know. It's really good. Tune in. But they were talking about the first rock and roll guitarist that made a deal with the devil, and like he went to a crossroads of train tracks, and ah, and the, his popularity soared. They said that um, people thought he had, like when... Eric Clapton listened to him. Eric Clapton said it was like he had three dudes playing guitar all in rhythm. This Richard Johnson guy. So I want to check him Dick out. Dick Johnson. Dick Johnson. Dickie J. Um, so I, I kind of want to check it out. It just got me, got me, got me interested. And we've also been, uh, Javier and I have been watching Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Good fucking show. Great fucking show. A lot of demons. Uh... The actors are pretty good. They used to be soap opera actors, and sometimes they make fun of it. Not not bad soap opera. We like soap opera actors. Yeah. Um, it's a show I'm really enjoying. Evil did not come back. Oh. It hasn't. It was supposed to come out in July. Still not back. Tragedy. Um, that's, yeah, that's... Any shows you're watching right now, big guy? I'm listening. Uh, I'm listening to, uh... Ross Tucker's got some good podcast, so he's got a daily football podcast. Ross Ross Tucker used to be a, a offensive lineman in the NFL. He's a Princeton graduate. He's really really smart. So, offensive lineman check, Princeton graduate check. So he's smart. Uh, he had been on interviews at the uh, Jim Rome show for a little bit, and he's uh, got his own podcast. But he's got multi. He's got a daily podcast for just regular football talk, which is good. He's got a betting podcast with some nerd um, that debuts once a week, and then he's got something on college football. He's got all types of stuff. Like he's a, he's a good listen. He's got his own thoughts. I think we're just running out of people. Like I hate podcasts that like they just rehearse what everybody else said and they have no individual ideas. I like Ross Tucker because he's not afraid to say something that is his own idea that's fine and he's from princeton he usually has a couple of details to back it up which is all good i like details um so that's been my nighty night thing i've been listening to ross tucker podcast and i've had wrestling in the background oh easy did you watch the aew i did not no, not yet. It was on a... Well, I know what happened. The one that was in Europe where they had like 80,000 people. Yeah, the one at Wembley, right? Mm-hmm. You, I saw what happened, but the Jewish guy's awesome. Do you just like him now that you know you're Jewish? I loved him. I loved him way before then. <laughs> He's so good. Um, Did you kind of... We're getting to about a month out from hockey. Quinn Hughes... 
is the captain of the your previously Vancouver beloved Canucks. Canucks. Saw that. To which I say, I'm stuck with Vegas because they just won a fucking Stanley. That's where my time and effort is right now. You're the most unloyal fan, but I, I, I'm not holding you against it. Or like, like I, I understand now. I've like, been to Vegas ten times. I've been to Vancouver zero times. When I started watching hockey and played NHL '94, Vegas had zero teams. Now Vegas has a team. My allegiance goes where I go. I no, I, I get it. Like I'm not hating. Like I get it. Um. It seems like you're a fan who just wants to have fun and rooting for your team. Not necessarily like their loyalty, which is what it should be about. Like you're not a part of the Vegas Knights. You didn't play for the St. Louis Rams. Like you don't have these gross emotional ties that a lot but, of. But look at the tumult that I've gone through <laughs> in my time as a fan. Like, Askasters, the... I liked the st louis rams and well actually going way back a long time ago i liked the st louis cardinals in football because my dad and his side of the family are from st louis that's and i we went to st louis i kind of liked it so those were my teams and then st louis has zero football teams so what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to do that's not my fault so if the city and specifically an owner has no allegiance to a city why am I, as a fan, supposed to be hamstrung and migrate my allegiance? Huh, I don't think that's fair. So I, as a uh, uh, an independent thinker, thought to myself that when Vegas went and made the investment to go snag themselves the Raiders, I'd go follow them. And when Vegas Golden Knights decided they wanted to go get the Golden Knights, I'd say I'd go follow them because that's a city I'm invested in, literally. I, I, I get it. I, I'm, I'm on board for it. Yeah. I. Um. And if these Vegas teams turn out to be losers for the next two decades, I'll be there to be losers. No, with it's them. coming. As long as they stay in Vegas, that's fine. You know how glad I'd be to be out on the strip and be betting at on a fucking roulette table at 3 in the morning, understanding that I just came back from a Vegas Golden Knights game where they just lost 5-0, to zero. I'd be fine with that. That'd be great. Just don't get me shot that particular October night. That'd be great. If we can live with that, that'd be fine. No, it, <clears throat> Vegas is a hell of a hockey town. It was like the game day experience that i that we both kind of enjoyed it was amazing it was really fun um i'm not a vegas fan i like when they do well sometimes like depending on what's going on um they i mean it's a great place for hockey like i'm glad that the nhl was the the first of the major four to say hey this is our home we're gonna start it here and i think that will pay dividends They've got a WNBA team out there that's fucking killing it. The Vegas Aces, they, their, were w, they, their WNBA team, they won the, the title before the Golden Knights did. Were now, they were they there before uh, the Knights? Mm, that I don't know. Okay. But they were the first technical professional sports title for Vegas. Vegas, as much as it's a hockey town, 
They're WNBA town. They're killing it out there for WNBA. And the summer basketball, that's usually in Vegas. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really appreciate what Vegas is doing for basketball, too. And it's making like some of the summer league, summer league, of, like it's kind of an event to go to the summer league games or the G League games because you can do other stuff. There's, uh, I think there was an Olympic there was an Olympic game or a FIBA game last time you and I were in Vegas. Like Team USA was playing. Uh, I remember. I don't know. It's been a long, long, long road. Come on back. Hey, whenever you're ready to go back, you just let me know. Yeah, I'm. I need to make another trek out there. My uh, my next plan to get out there, since apparently nobody wants to go with me this fall, which is fine. Uh. I'll be out there for March Madness one way or another, and I really don't care if anybody comes with me. So, that's the bottom line. <laughs> I I mean I spent March Madness at the the local Mul Vegas sports book, and I'm sorry, it's too small, and I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I need I need a bigger facility. Well, we can respect that. We can all respect that. So. Uh, anyway, I think, I think that's really about all that I've got. I'm trying to think if there's anything to tie a bow on that's, uh, other than, man, just, uh, Aaron Rodgers, please, 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 please come back. I think I want him to come back. I don't. All right. That a way to end his Hall of Fame career. Yeah massacring his Achilles oh by the way I guess this is my final thought Askcasters if you follow our Twitter account at Askcasters which uh, a couple of porn bots do because it's at Askcasters but legitimate sports folks follow it too Uh, not only did we break the news on Deion Sanders becoming the coach of Colorado I mean that's old news we beat ESPN to that but again that's old news uh, I would like to say that I broke the news on him tearing his Achilles before everybody else. If you check our Twitter account. Oh, well, you are an expert in Achilles injuries. Here's how I knew it was his Achilles. There was multiple things. One, the second he sat down on the field, I knew it wasn't an ankle. When's the last time a professional athlete has literally sat down on the field and not walked off an ankle sprain? Doesn't happen. Two... The minute they threw that card out under the blue tent, Achilles. Three, the boot. I mean, I. But I knew as as soon as he sat down, it was the Achilles. And then, like, if you followed Twitter that night, it took Twitter a little bit longer to 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 get there. Oh, here's another thing that 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 came into. This is when a lot of Twitter figured it out. When uh, they took him in for an X-ray at halftime. And they said the x-ray was negative. That was the icing on the cake. Because an x-ray can only define bone issues. Where an Achilles is a soft tissue issue. So uh, you need an MRI for that. So as soon as they declared his his, uh, uh, x-ray was negative. I mean that was your icing on the cake. But if you check our Twitter account. I believe it was at 740 Central Standard Time. And he left the field. I don't know. Roughly around that time. I told you. I said you were doing some work. I I just toasted right there. I was like, it's done. I was like, that's an Achilles. I was like, I don't care what the Jets say, that's an Achilles. And I was right. 
Well, I mean, you news. you did break your Achilles or tear it in a intense basketball game at Newman University. I did. And a woman tried to help you off the court by pulling on your ankle. A hell demon. <laughs> and fuck her for that. And then we had Monday Madness Spangles that's Cheeseburgers. Right. That's right. That's right. And I was hanging out with you and John Dooling, and I was icing my ankle in a Tupperware bowl. <laughs> that fixed it. On that note, ass casters, uh, we will get out of here. I want to give a shout out to Sean O'Reilly. Hey, Sean. Wichita Thunder legend who just started following us on the Twitters. Thanks, Sean. And I'd like to give a shout to, uh, to Mr. Jason Duda. Hey, Jason. Jason, come on the come on the pod anytime. I think you follow us now. Like we'll, we'll yeah. We're gonna hey, reach. Jason. If it makes you feel better, I listen to you on your radio show. So I I, I do as well. Yeah, I'd be glad to, uh, as glad as you would be to interview me for your show. We'd be just as glad to interview you about not only you but your your old car. Ooh, I want to hear if there are any because the first time I met Mister Duda, I was like eight years old and owen lloyd took us to meet uh mr duda at the Britt brown coliseum um and yeah that was you know where you and mr jason duda would uh probably come to some some great mutual uh love of one another um jason duda loves to discuss food and local restaurants Oh, let's do it. I think uh, you guys could have some great conversation. He's, uh, uh, I don't think he'd mind me telling on the podcast that he lives out there close to uh, New Market Square. And he's uh, he's located close to some really nice restaurants out there that I, I think he's uh, a big fan of. At least I think that's where he's located still. Wow. You're welcome. That is the deep dive. Oh, you're welcome, Jason. And you don't even probably know who I am, so. I guess you have to wait for a call to get the interview and figure it out, huh? Yeah, well, uh, we'll reach out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Andy, you have any final thoughts? Uh, Ask Asters, as always, appreciate you guys and your downloads. Uh, I don't know, TJ, do you got any updated information on the downloads that we had from last week as far as folks we need to shout out to? Yeah, I think we have a new city as a leader um, as it's pulling up. Um, Wichita... We're kind of we're kind of dragging. Um, Ashburn, Ashburn, Virginia. Ashburn, Virginia. And Council Bluffs. Oh, in Iowa. Oh, yes. That's uh, again. That's uh, uh, Seth freaking Rollins' home state. The wrestler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Asscasters, thanks for joining us. Shout out to Brussels, Council Bluffs, Bluffs, Ashburn, and um, Kill Giddy. Is that Ireland? That was uh, Wales, Oh, I believe. Close. That's close. Um, so, Askasters, thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic week. Enjoy the football. Deuces. Ciao.